And that was the tune we ended our show with last week, the Victory Polka by Eddie Kolakowski and the orchestra. I have to get my uh, thing here and turn this one off. There we go. That's muted. And we're going to be continuing continuing on with the Kolakowski uh, 78s that we have in our file. We're low, we're missing about three 78s. There's six sides, I believe, according to the uh, session numbers that I have and the ones that are missing. So I'm going to assume that I am missing three records, six songs. So I uh, um, still have to check through my library to see if I've uh, come up with anything at all or not. But uh, anyway, let's continue on. So now we're going to do session number 33949 and uh, 33950, 339... Oh, is that one up there twice? Oh, that's that's not that's not good. Let me get back to that Kolakowski file. <clears throat> and next week, we're, I, you know, I think we may finish most of the Kolakowskis uh, today, but uh, if we don't, we will finish them off next week, and then we're going to start the Jan Robach Front Orchestras from uh, the Massachusetts area. And, uh, of course, they were recording on uh, Victor and uh, Columbia 78s only back in the early days. <clears throat> they also had a few, um, I think, live uh, broadcast that we have two of them we'll share with you and of course uh, but here we go let me start those with you without any further ado I don't like to talk that much I just like to play music so we've got the Grasshopper Polka and G.I. Joe <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
And that was the Hammy Happy Farmer Polka from Ed Krolikowski. That was uh, session number 33951. Three, A little bit of history about uh, Ed Krolikowski. He was probably the pioneer and founder of this more assimilated Eastern style was uh, Ed Krolikowski. Regardless of his strong Polish ancestry and uh, ethnic identity, he was, in fact, a local Polonia leader. He was no ghetto individual. He was also familiar and dealt with the dominant Anglo-American culture throughout his life. And he was not only an ethnic musician and band leader, but also a shrewd businessman who in those hard times of the 30s understood the practical value of building an audience wider than his own people. He knew that the benefits of dealing with the entire multicultural population of his hometown, Bridgeport, Connecticut. More than his Polish musical colleagues, Krolikowski dealt directly and intimately with both the American and ethnic non-Polish communities. Krolikowski was a second-generation Polish-American born of immigrant parents in the early, uh, in the heavily industrial and highly diverse ethnic city of Bridgeport, either in 19, 1892 or 1893. His mother and father were both musically inclined, and when they decided to return to Poland in 1903, Krolikowski entered the Warsaw Conservatory to become a concert violinist. His early education also included learning six languages, and like that of Skipper Berg of the Viking Accordion Band, considerable business training. His background in both languages and commerce would be of great help to him when he later set up his own firm. When the family returned to the United States in 1908, settling at first in New York, the young man first tried a religious vocation but quickly took up music, playing in several musical ensembles. In his early 20s, Krolikowski finally decided to strike off on his own by forming a band and going far out of town, traveling with his musical group through the American South. It is important to understand that in these years around World War I, the young band leader was obviously learning about American culture, visiting areas unfamiliar to Slavic Americans, and playing popular contemporary music, jazz, and the like. He returned to Bridgeport in 1920 and with his mother's help opened a music store a year later. His merchandise consisted of both various ethnic and contemporary American sheet music, piano rolls, records, and phonographs. The venture turned out rather well in a short time, in large part because of Krolikowski's influency in six languages. His stock in the late 30s was the largest of any music store in the state. Krolikowski formed his first band in the early 1920s, but it was not an ethnic ensemble. He played at vaudeville theaters and private efforts and uh, played little, of any, if any, ethnic music until 1928, when with the prospect of a large family to support and thus a need for an assured income, he decided to form a polka band. His initial prospects were promising, and he was able to get his men into radio the next year on WICC. As a businessman running a growing music store, he was able to get support and uh, sponsorship of other local Polish businessmen. And we'll get more on that uh, particular narrative later. But let's get back to some of the music. Next up, we're going to have uh, Sparkling Eyes, Roll Back the Rug, and Monopole.
And that was the Josephine Polka, which is uh, session number 33990. And the one before that, 989, was the monopole. Roll back the rug was 988. And we started off with Sparkling Eyes, which is 33952. Now back to a little bit more information on uh, Ed Krolikowski. Eventually, he and his band appeared in the local station weekly until 1938 when they transferred to WELI, a New Haven outlet. His band was called Ed Krolikowski and his radio orchestra, and with frequent radio work, the ensemble prospered. The band broadened. Uh, the band broadcast remotes from his music store performances that became so popular locally that traffic jams occurred just before program time. He also sought to widen his audience in other ways, adopting a popular playing style similar to that of non-ethnic contemporary dance ensembles. From his many years as a non-ethnic musician, like uh, Laoshush, he had grown to love the contemporary... Uh, what does that say? Jazz music. I'm sorry. It was a little thing in the way. He played traditional ethnic dance pieces with an obviously strong Dixieland and swing influences. With his distinct style, he sought to appeal not only to Poles, but also to other Slavs and Americans who loved dancing the variety of ethnic dance steps, polkas, waltzes, and obetics. He undoubtedly liked the nickname the Polish Paul Whiteman, but it really was inaccurate. He should have been called the Polka Paul Whiteman. Another factor in Krolikowski's assimilative role as a musician was his enjoyment of non-Polish musicians in his 10-piece band. Instrumentalists who were familiar with the American popular music and the contemporary character of the band itself, usually trombone, trumpet, clarinet, violin, piano, string bass, and drums. Krolikowski was quite willing to make records as another way of widening his audience. He cut a total of 58 in all, so I only have uh, 48, so uh, no... 44, so I'm missing quite a few. I'm missing um, 14. Hmm. Uh, the first few of the Victor and the Lady with the Bulk with Columbia in the two decades before mid-century. Columbia's manufacturing plant was in Bridgeport, which must have helped the Polish bandsmen contact the company's ethnic promoter, Sandor Porzh. Some of Krolikowski's best-selling polkas were the most familiar Polish and Czech selections from the Vitek and Ethnic Catalog, Elsna Catalog, I'm sorry, such as Boduszka Polka for Victor in 1929, and Juno, clarinet polka, and the Helena polka for Columbia in 1940. Ironically, this last work, a bohemian piece by Elsnick, was his biggest hit, allegedly selling one quarter million soon after it appeared. And we'll get back to more of the uh, Ed Krolikowski information after we play some more tunes. Let me get them queued up. Okay, we've got... um, The next one we have queued up is the Farewell Polka. Then we're going to have Sunday afternoon, Polka Ponishpiatlish. I don't know if that's the same one. It's the same number. And yatata. But, uh, well, we'll give it a whirl, won't we? Thank <laughs> you. 
Then we heard Sunday afternoon, Yatata, Hopeless, uh, and Rain Rain Polka. Next up, we have uh, queued up, we have the Blacksmith uh, Kowale Kuya, uh, Polish Boot Dance, and Biawi Mazur. And uh, they encompass, uh, let me see, uh, session number 35942, 43, 44, and 45. Somewhere in here.
we heard from session number 35942, which is the Blacksmith Polka. Uh, let's see. They're also telling me 4-2 is the Kowalkowa, but I don't think so. The uh, Polish Boot Dance or the Białe Mazur was session number 35943. 4-4 was the Tomiak Vogel. The book was by the Ardell Sisters. And we also heard from... Uh, 35945, which was the Gloria Poker, the last tune we heard. And he only did a couple of vocals that I have, and uh, there may be more on the ones that I'm missing, but I really don't know. And let's get back to some information about uh, Ed Kulikowski. Probably the most important factor in Kulikowski's efforts to win a general audience for his big band style of polka music was his scheduling of frequent ballroom engagements, particularly at Bridgeport's leading commercial dance palace, the Ritz. The Ritz, which had been refurbished and much enlarged in 1923, had become one of the leading ballrooms in the country, impressing visitors with its elegant crystal chandeliers and its immense size, the length of an airport runway. It obviously was the city's answer to accommodate the major dance band's engagements. Opening day had Vincent Lopez's orchestra with an admission charge of 65 cents. Throughout its history down to the 1950s, other big bands visited regularly, including the Dorseys, Rudy Valley, Larry Clinton, Artie Shaw, and Vaughn Monroe. They drew anywhere from a typical 1,000 patrons to just under 4,000. At its height in the late 1930s, the Ritz operated four nights per week with swing and sweet bands, on weekends, square dancing on Thursdays, and polkas on Wednesdays. For those evenings, people would come from far away as New York and Springfield, Massachusetts. Another dance center in town that was only slightly less popular was the Pleasure Beach Park Ballroom. Krolikowski was able to book his band into both dance halls. He played at the Pleasure Beach Weekly in the 30s, where the cost of admission was 50 cents, and his band was able to draw about 1,000 on polka nights. One way he maximized his audience, his attendance in the mid-30s, was to hold the local Miss Poland of Connecticut contents in his performance. The competition took place there over six years after 1933. Announcing his performances at the Ritz, where he would usually play to 1,500 people, the newspaper notices typically read like the one for November 29, 1939, which stated that Krolikowski's band would hold a masquerade ball with an admission charge of 40 cents. Both polkas and swing dances would be played and cash prizes would be offered. With all of Krolikowski's efforts to attract non-Poles to his music, Soren band performances is clear that he considered himself both Polish and American. He headed the local Polish Businessmen's Association for a time, was a member of other Polish fraternal bodies, and served as a commissioner, uh, served on the committee of the local Lions Order. Clearly, he contributed locally to popularizing ethnic music among a variety of Americans. And let's get back to some more of these music. We've got the Pretty Girl Polka, I Don't Care. Uh, let's see, what are the other two I have? Um, <clears throat> Tinker Polka and Sometimes Only. Thank you. 
You're listening to PNCR, Polish Newcastle Radio, your poker celebration station. Polka Fantasies is playing for the next uh, hour, and we're featuring the music of Ed Krolikowski from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yes, we're going back in time.
Uh, with the Tinker Polka. And next up, we've got uh, session number 369-80-81-82-83. And they are Sometimes Only, How Fast Our Time Passes Walls, with a polka by Joseph Makita, the Bridgeport Polka, and Finger Polka. 80, yes, here we go, right here. Too many buttons.
Yeah. 
Finger Polka, and uh, that's uh, session number 36983. Now we go to session 37242434445. We've got Everybody Polka, Graceful Polka, also released as Zgrabna Polka, which is the same thing, I guess. The Cocktail Polka and the Shepherd Dance. All right, where are we going first? Um, <clears throat> Everybody Polka, I guess it would be, Yes.
And that was the Shepherd Dance. Uh, nice tune. Next up, we've got session number 37705060708. Whoa, Davin Polka, Julia Polka, Automobile Polka, and at the banquet, Shadaz. <laughs> Thank you. 
very nice shout-outs by Ed Krolokowski and the band. And next up, let's see, I have a session number um, 38247 and 48, and there's only two of them, so I'm thinking there's probably two, one or two records missing from that session. And the next session I have is 38485 and uh, 86, I believe. No, 88. Hmm, so I'm missing uh, quite a few from that session as well. But anyway, we have uh, the Gobstick Polka, the Hunter's Point, Black Horse, and uh, who else have I got here? Let me get this up. And uh, UU Polka, another vocal by Jack Edwards and the band. Thank you. 
And the next set is, uh, that was the Kuba Obedek, which was uh, 38488. The one before that was the Hunter's Point Polka, which is 38485. So obviously I'm missing 86 and 87. There's two right there. Next set is uh, 40311, 12, 13, 14. And I doubt if we'll have time for all of them. But uh, it only leaves about uh, five or six more. So, And the nine titles of these are You, You, Love Them and Leave Them and Raspberry Polka.
dobranoc, 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 Izosiu, Izosiu, dobranoc, razem mi tańczyli, razem się kochali, a teraz dobranoc. Razem mi tańczyli, razem się kochali, a teraz dobranoc. Dobranoc, dobranoc, Marysiu, Marysiu, dobranoc. Dobranoc, dobranoc, Izosiu, Izosiu, dobranoc. Razem mi tańczyli, razem się kochali, a teraz dobranoc. Razem mi tańczyli, razem się kochali, a teraz dobranoc.